Welcome to Hope's Hearth, a jamless actual play podcast where friends explore identity, community, and the ways people find strength and love in dire situations. Today, we're playing With Fire Thy Affections Hold a Wing by Taylor LaBrush, uh, and the description that the game has does not fit into our pre-written intro, so I'm just going to read it. <laughs> Two worlds spin as one in the misty air of the void. Two imposing rocks alight in fog. Both worlds ripple with airy crags and the rush of wind buffets those who live on their surface. The wings of dragons fly here, and those who ride them know the air well. Two worlds spin as one as dragon and rider come together, looping acrobatics through the void. Just as the inhabitants of one world are unaware of the other, so too are the initiate and the hatchling, neither connected to the other, only thinking of themselves. Two worlds spin as one and the colossal spheres hurtle towards each other on a cataclysmic collision course, the souls of rider and dragon move to intersect as well. At the end of this story, both will be one, or both will be none. And then the, the shorter description is, this is a social fiction game for two players. <laughs> Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are trypophobia, insect horror, parent death, rape, Body shaming, homophobia, transphobia, big diseases, involuntary transformation, ableism, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, unwanted pregnancy, acephobia, and non-consensual situations. I'm going to put a bit of a caveat on violence against children and animals because we are playing two characters that basically start as children and grow up. Um, so we're going to... Uh, do our best, but that may end up as a, a veil in this situation specifically. Uh, our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing, but will fade to black on are spiders, graphic depictions of bodily harm, abuse of any kind, dementia or similar mental illnesses, insoluble problems, trauma, steamy situations, eating disorders, depression, and self-harm. My name is Izzy, and I use sincere pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at the Shandir, and you can find the podcast at Hope's Hearth Pod. With me today is the artist formerly known as Lindsay. Hello, I am the artist formerly known as Lindsay. Do not address me. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on Twitter and Curious Cat at PF underscore Diva. And that's it. It's just us today. <laughs> because we've been meaning to play this game for like a year. <laughs> Ever since uh, a um, friend of the podcast Follow the Leader played it a while ago, and then I immediately bought the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game, like y'all. Dragon's good. Uh, dragon's good. No, Again, this game is based off of How to Train Your Dragon, and fucking, I live for that shit. <laughs> I forgot that it was based off How to Train Your God Dang Dragon. <laughs> I did not. That's because those are some of my favorite movies. Aww. This should tell you more about who I am as a person. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, so, like. Alright. Are we gonna, like, so, introduce this, or? Well, let's read the um, the next page, like the gray page that's here. Okay. Um, we don't need to read the like you will need, but if you wanna, uh, okay, 
read this page off. All right. So this is a social fiction game for two players. Both of you will tell the story of a young dragon and its young rider, both coming of age against an apocalyptic background. You will both tell the story, but each person will take ownership of their character's actions, words, and perspective. Detailed rules will follow, but the game will play simply as an improvised roleplay session. You will tell this story together in framed scenes, making wagers about what story beats will happen narratively in each scene. If you play it safe, your story will be easier to tell, but it may not have the happiest outcome. If you play it risky, you will have to be on your toes as an improviser and will have scenes full of expectations. The game may be harder to play, but will have a much better ending. As you play scenes and make wagers, you will bond with one another, blending the souls of dragon and rider. The more story beats you wager and include in your scenes, the more bonds you will produce with your partner. However, if you wager a story beat and your role-played scene does not deliver, you will lose bonds as the egos of dragon and rider clash. At the end of every scene, the other world, a mirror of your own, moves closer. After five scenes, it impacts with yours, and you and your partner will undergo an apocalyptic test. If you are bonded well, you will survive. If you bonded poorly, you will perish. Now, something that this game specifically says that you need is a ball or roll of yarn. The longer, the better. Tragically, <laughs> when, uh, Lindsay and I live on other sides of the fucking country. <laughs> it's true. But there is an optional option in this game to use other kinds of tokens, so we will be using tick marks in our Discord chat, basically. Um, so, you know, because the way that this game is supposed to be played is, like, you're supposed to, like, basically tie yarn to each other and, like, touch each other like holding hands and stuff um to represent your bonds mm -hmm. uh <laughs> which makes this game super fun to play in person and a tragedy for us <laughs> it's true it also says optional a computer phone or other way to find and play one or more depending on your pacing of those one hour of epic cinematic music compilation videos online <laughs> We're not going to do that because copyright. But but I'm sure we can find something. Yeah. If we get real lucky, you will currently be listening to some really epic music that we will not have heard. We <laughs> We so either we find something or we pay Zach or Brian. Yeah. I currently do not have the money to do the second option. <laughs> Same. Maybe maybe by the time it gets closer to this coming out, maybe. Who knows? Um and then this game's really good because it's got notes about touch and safety and how like you don't have to touch each other uh or like bind each other uh with the yarn or whatever you're using <clears throat> if you're not comfortable with it, which is fantastic to me. Uh it stresses setting boundaries, stresses using specific words to like cut play or stop like basically the x card but with more specific words 
Um, it's real good. This game is good. Buy this game. I'm probably going to throw money at this uh, author when I can again. <laughs> I already paid for this game. <laughs> I feel like Buys community need... copies. <laughs> I feel like we need a Google Doc, which we we just did not make one. So We did not. I'm gonna... I mean, what we could do is use the uh, channel we have in our private server that I set up for this game that we never used. Oh, yeah. I forgot we had that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we do, wait. in fact, have that if you want to, or we could do a Google Doc. But I think going into that other thing will be easier for me. Okay. Yeah, if it's easier for you, we can definitely go with uh, the channel. Boop. All right. In our private in the channel. So. Sweet. Uh, All right. So, form and structure. Uh, the main form of this game is a story told scene by scene of a dragon and their rider. So the first thing you want to do is decide who will be taking each part. We already did this. I'm the dragon. I'm the rider. <laughs> um, you probably don't have and, to read everything in that. On that. No, I'm not. I'm. Uh, after you've decided who is playing which role, we read through an opening Mad Lib. Uh, to set the beginning scene of the game, uh, because that's just a great way to do this. I'm not being sarcastic. That's great. I love the Mad Lib part. Mm -hmm. uh, there are five scenes to play through. Um, we have to read the title of the scene and then review the wagers that are involved for each role. Um, and then when you act out each scene, you got to keep those wagers in mind. And when the scene ends, you reveal which wagers you made to your partner. If the wager happened in fiction, uh, for example, I will give the dragon a gift. And during your scene, gave the dragon something that would count as a gift. Um, you would loop a round of yarn around like your hands uh, or, you know, do a token. Uh, if you did not include it in the fiction, do not loop the yarn. Uh, and then, you know, after, you, after you've chosen wagers and done stuff, you act out the scene. Um, then there's some guidelines, which are nice, which is always respect your partner's boundaries. Uh, avoid overwriting something your partner has established about the story. Um, with the exception, third guideline is with the exception of final events of the story, your characters should never die or be seriously hurt. It specifically says, place your characters in danger, please, but know that the story must hinge on their flight for survival in the final act. Um, and finally, if there are any disputes over details, talk briefly over your opinions on the story. If you can resolve your dispute in conversation, that's the best option. If neither of you are willing to budge, bid bonds over it. Whoever is prepared to sacrifice the most bonds over this dispute gets their way and must cut the bonds themselves. These bonds are lost forever. That's really good. <laughs> it is very good. <laughs> and so there are five scenes. Uh, I'm not going to read those out because we're going to play them. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Um, and so let us introduce our characters and then we'll do the beginning Mad Lib. And so you introduce yourself as the writer first. All right. Just because I said so. <laughs> <laughs> you 
<laughs> uh, let me check and see. Is There's not any special introduction stuff in the uh, I don't doc. think so. There's not really anything about the, except for the, the, the intro to the prologue with the Mad Lib. Okay. That's it. All right. Th- there's nothing, there's nothing about character creation at all. You're just the writer and the dragon. All right. That's what I thought, but I wanted to make sure. <laughs> anyway, I am playing Horace, uh, last name variable. I think, uh, I usually go with Horace Vanderbilt. Uh, something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> something sciencey usually. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is um, uh, a doctor. He's a witch. He does things with greenery and magic and taking care of people. And I love him. So. Mm-hmm. Describe what he looks like. Um, fuck. <laughs> Uh, shit, I don't... Did you put him in here? I don't think you did. No, I, I didn't... You did not... I didn't? I I remember that he wasn't white. Yeah, no, he's definitely not white. Oh, ha, I did put a description for him, but, like... Oh, nice. It's, it's not about, like, what he actually looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gentle hands, calming voice, uh, he, uh, oh yeah, he's Latino, uh, he's 5'10", gangly, he's got brown eyes, uh, nice mouth, freckles, um, he's got, uh, shoulder-length, wavy brown hair, uh, which he usually pulls back into a ponytail, and, um, like, he tends to wear oversized clothing, because, like, this man is just not thinking about what his clothes look like. <laughs> <laughs> He's very good. I love Horace. Um, something that uh, I want to really stress to our listeners is when you hear us say a character, but we don't describe them, please do not default assume that they are white. They're not. They're definitely not. <laughs> they are almost never white. Um, I don't think I have introduced a random character so far that has been white. I do have white characters because I am a white person who makes white characters that relate to me to a degree, but also that's not my default anymore. <laughs> Used to be. I'm I'm unlearning things You're valid. because society sucks. <laughs> I'm playing the dragon. <laughs> i'm playing the dragon um my dragon's name is like the rose you hold in your hand i grow bold in a barren and desolate land otherwise known as rose um don't at me for using a hosier song for her name uh she uses she her pronouns um and she is a when when she's an adult She's going to start off as a kind of, you know, ugly hatchling because all children go through an ugly face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she will be uh, long and thin with a rounded face, like a round, like long snoop, but it's rounded um, ears that kind of look like they've got feathering. 
down them. Um, feathered wings with membrane at the end, like peeking out from under the feathers. Um, a a pearlescent pink, but not like a noticeable pink, almost opalescent. Um, with I don't remember what color I said her eyes were. They're not in here. We're gonna go with gold. Nice. But we're gonna go like the flat, like all not flat, but like the all over, like the whole eye is gold, like pern dragons kind of bullshit. There's no pupil. It's just all color. Because as much as those books or not the books necessarily, but as much as Anne McCaffrey sucks. <laughs> or did suck. Uh mm-hmm. Dragons from Dragon Riders of Pern, good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is that, that is Rose. Um, her original iteration was not a dragon. Her original iteration was a Valkyrie because I got some bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, all right, where do we want this to be set? Like, just as a vague, I don't want to go too into description, because some of the, like, we can figure that out in play, but this is not Hope's Promise. No. Uh, no. We don't want to break Hope's Promise. No. So, <laughs> I know that, like, when we originally created the dragons, there was all kinds of shit. Do we want to do that, or do we want to just leave that, uh... In Pain Town. Ooh. <laughs> um, what if this is the precursor to dragons being in that part of space? Ooh. Like this apocalyptic event is the catalyst for that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm into it. If yeah, if y'all remember in uh our This Town's Full of Monsters game. We introduced the concept of dragons. Uh, Blowing blue And then didn't do anything else with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listen, sometimes you gotta just, like, set up a thing and you'll knock it down later. And now we're knocking it down. (laughs) Um, So this could be, like, the, the... Maybe not the original planet, like, where dragons are from, but it's, like, a planet where there's... In the part of space, maybe it's not just the one planet, like maybe there's just an apocalyptic event happening in that part of space. It just mm-hmm. happens that this planet is getting a pretty raw deal. Fair, fair. Yeah. Um, and then we can figure the rest out about the planet as we go from there. Yeah. So if we want to start off this Mad Libs for the prologue, you start. I'm ready. Okay. So, uh, it was a sweltering day when I found you, and I was lost. I'm just imagining, like, one of those, like, god-awful hot days where the sun is high, the air is sticky, and it's just, uh, like... Oh, it's soup. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. I was collapsed on that cliff hanging to life 
we were both at the end of our ropes. When I approached you, you snapped at me. I was afraid you would push me off the cliff. Oh, baby. How tiny must Rose be right now if she thinks that horse uh, can push her off the cliff? Little. I saw your scales looking neglected. Okay, this is this this is gonna be like lame-ish because I can't think of anything else, but I, I feel like it fits Horace really well. Mm-hmm. You said it will be okay, and I knew you meant no harm. We, we saved, saved each, each other, other that day and began, began a bond that would lead us to the end, end of, of the world. world. Alright, and so now we, we look at our wagers. Um, so the wagers for this is when we tested our boundaries. Oh, and uh, after the prologue, the second planet becomes barely visible in the night sky. When we tested our boundaries, in this scene, the rider and dragon get to know each other and push each other in small ways. Mild annoyances, quirks, and clashes are common between young dragons and their riders, and this scene explores all of that. Mm-hmm. That said, these testing periods are also full of wide-eyed wonder and joy, the thrill of two souls meeting and twirling in this dance, exploring what is capable of each other, is exhilarating. After the scene resolves, the other planet moves closer as the weeks pass. It's now the source of odd talk around town. So, when we tested our boundaries, we have to choose wagers. Yeah, and we don't tell each other our wagers, we just... Are we allowed to select more than one wager? I think we are. Yeah, we're allowed to select more than one wager, because if we like make the wagers and it happens in the scene then like we get a bond for that yeah and we have to tell each other how many we've chosen Mm -hmm. okay when we test our boundaries Mm. i'm doing three Mm. yeah i've got three right now as well so I mean, if you decide to choose another one in the middle of play, I'm not going to begrudge you that. Yeah. So, uh... Who wants to start <laughs> scene? Uh, well, I think how this starts is, like, uh, Horace just fucking, like, takes care of... Uh, Rose a little bit, like, introduces himself and, like, gets Rose some water and maybe finds some, you know, plants that'll... So this is, this is, like, shortly after the prologue, like, when they found each other? Oh, I suppose it doesn't have to be. What do you... It does not have to be immediately after the prologue. Yeah, I think that would be better. This is, I... Yeah, this is supposed to be, I think, after they've built a little bit of trust with each other. Like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not like enough that they're like the best friends, but it's it's definitely Rose trusts Horace not to kill her, <laughs> mm-hmm. and trusts Horace not to l- mostly 
not to let other people try to hurt her. And, uh... So, so this, this, this is a, probably a little bit after that, and, like, Rose is already, like, she looks better, her scales don't look pallid and neglected anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, she's... I'm gonna, so, so let's, how, if th- this is their young, what mm-hmm. does young Horace look like? Uh, young Horace, uh, okay, so you know that one kid who's always got dirt on them somewhere and like five bandages? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's that's horrible. The kid who wants to be a paleontologist when they grow up. Exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> like, his clothes are, like, they're not crappy clothes. They're decent clothes that have been treated real harsh. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, and he's, like, the this, this size of your average, like, eight-year-old? Ten-year-old? Uh... Yeah, eight or ten year old, yeah. So Yeah. Um, so Rose is gangly and like still long, but is kinda like uh just a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> but but is is maybe like her head when it comes up because she has a long neck. Like when her head comes up, it's just a little bit taller than Horace is mm-hmm. at her head. Uh and if she's got her ears up, she is like a foot taller. <laughs> um so she's not very big but she's very strong and can carry more weight than she looks like she can oh i know how this starts i know exactly how (laughs) this starts um horace being the person he is has decided that he wants a better look at her wings so he is just on her back like poking and prodding at like the joints where they connect to her body (laughs) (laughs) is he talking to himself slash to her while he does this Oh, yeah, he's absolutely talking to her. Like, he, he wouldn't have just climbed on her without her permission. <laughs> but, uh, he, he's just like, these are really cool, and the scales are really tiny here, and they get bigger over here, and then, like, it, it does this thing, and, like, he sort of, like, y- you know how wings, like, bend? He just sort of flexes uh-huh. it. <laughs> I think Rose has put up with it until that point. <laughs> like, it's weird and it feels weird to have her wings poked at, especially because, like, her feathers are getting a little, like, must. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, she still is, like, she can fly, but some of her feathers are still definitely kind of downy. Mm-hmm. Because um, she maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but once Horace starts, like, trying to maneuver and, like, see how, like, her wings flex, I think she just kind of, uh, pull, like, jerks them out of his grasp and stretches them out and takes off running. <laughs> <laughs> does, does Horace hold on? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
not at first. <laughs> and, like, his leg gets scraped on the ground because he's, like, at the wrong angle. <laughs> and he, like, uh, like, rights himself and, like, grabs on, like, before she takes off. <laughs> Yeah, she, she takes off into the air. <laughs> and just imagining him, like, holding on around her neck, like... Uh-huh. And she, uh-huh. she's, she's very, very pleased with herself. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just like... Screaming. <laughs> Rose probably catches like a thermal and and like rises up in the air and soars for a minute, like just kind of coasts. Um, because as much as the fact that she can carry more than she looks like she can, Horace is still kind of heavy and flapping is hard. Mm-hmm. So you know, time time to soar. Mm-hmm. Um, Taking them both up over uh, the plains that they live near uh, mm-hmm. or on, like maybe the the town or village or whatever it is that they it's a town uh, mm-hmm. that they live in is on the plains, maybe backed against like a forest, mm-hmm. um, like not a forest forest, but a forest. That's yeah, like a, small like a one. bit of woods. Yeah, and then she's just like soars over the plainsland. Mm-hmm. Um, over a lake. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, like, once they're like properly soaring, like, the uh, screaming just sort of peters out. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, Oh. Oh. Ooh. He's very excited. <laughs> and it's like it's a sunny day, so like uh Rose's scales are like very very like the sun is catching them in the way that it's meant to. So mm-hmm. she looks like a gem. Ooh. Um and as she like flies over the water, she like doesn't dive down but basically like angles so that she dips closer to the water mm-hmm. um it's not any it's it's not like a, a a rushed maneuver or anything it's just kind of a a gentle dip down to get closer to the water um mm-hmm. to fly over it and i think that mm-hmm. this lake is like crystal clear like that lake that's in i don't remember where that is super deep but is crystal clear Oh, the one you can see, like, all the way down to the bottom yeah, of yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you yeah, can see, like, exactly. the shadows of the boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That lake. It's like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Except I think maybe the water is, like, purple tinted? Like, a very clear amethyst. But lighter mm-hmm. in color. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, No, yeah, I think uh, I think Hor- Horace is like very impressed, uh, and he's like, "Oh, that this is 
Oh, I know where we need to go. I know where we need to go. And, um... <laughs> uh, and his eye, uh, he, like, he doesn't, like, try to stop uh properly steer her so much as you know that sort of like uh <laughs> tugging thing you do when you've got your arms around somebody and you want them to go uh -huh. a direction but you're not really uh -huh. pulling them yeah uh -huh. he sort of does one of that one of those and he's like uh, head back for the forest there's something really cool in the middle <laughs> rose like, like kind of looks back at him like annoyed is like you can't tell me what to do and then she flips them both over so that he's dangling over the water. Yeah. Like, she's flying upside down. Yeah, he absolutely loses his grip. <laughs> Could he and swim? Like, Could he swim? Yeah. Of course he can swim. <laughs> I'm just making sure. <laughs> Uh, like, how high up were they? <laughs> uh, maybe, like, less than, like, three feet. Yeah. They were pretty close to the water. Like, if she had, like, dipped to the side, she probably could have, like, stuck the end of her wing into the water. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, you know, it's not a far fall. It was just enough that it's, like, flip, oh, water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think like he drops into the water, splash, and uh like he doesn't even fight to get back up. He just sort of bobs back up to the surface. <laughs> and <he> she just... <laughs> Rose like lands in the water as he's like bobbing back to the surface and looks like she she swims. Um and like it it's interesting because the way that her her body sits in the water it's it's very bird like mm -hmm. um but all four of her legs are in the water paddling <laughs> 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 and she's just looks smug <laughs> yeah he's just wet he's just entirely wet and uh, he looks like a wet cat. <laughs> Except less pissed about it. And uh, he's just like, okay, I deserve that. <laughs> she said, yes, you did. Now we can go over the forest. And he just climbs onto her again. He does not even try to squeeze himself out. He is just dripping all over her. <laughs> I mean, she's also wet, so it's fine. <laughs> um, taking off from the water sucks. <laughs> I bet it does. They both get so much more wet. <laughs> but, like, it's the fun kind of wet where you're, like, like, she goes to, like, get, like, out of the water, and if she wasn't carrying a Horus, it wouldn't have been difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but she's carrying Horus, so what ends up happening is, like, she tries to take off and ends up kind of his weight throws her off balance and they both just end up dunked back in the water. <laughs> he, he doesn't even, he doesn't even try. He's just like draped all over her back. He's just wet. 
Like, his, uh, when I said he looks like a wet cat, I mean his clothing is a little too big for him. And so oh, no. there's just, like, fabric. It's just hanging off of him, yeah. Like, yeah. cartoonishly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, they get dunked the first time, and then, like, she kind of rocks back and forth to, in the water to try and figure out balance. It's like, just, just hold on to my neck. Or something. Yeah. Because you keep moving, and I can't take off from the water if you keep moving. I I did not move at all. You did uh, move. That's why we dunked in the water. Uh, sure. He sort of squishes forward and wraps his arms around her neck. I mean, she's <laughs> a dragon and doesn't, like, she has scales and not skin, so this doesn't feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> um and i think after a couple more tries like they don't end up completely dunked again but there's a lot of splashing and like her wings splash a lot of water like they finally get out of the water <laughs> mm-hmm. she miscalculated dunking him in the water um and she takes <laughs> and she takes them she what she does what is she soars up high and then takes them into a dive to try and dry them both off before heading <laughs> over the forest. <laughs> like, she's heading straight for the ground, and then uh, just before, like, a few feet from the ground, like, she opens her wings all the way and, like, soars back up. Yeah, there's a lot of wet flapping <laughs> on her back. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, from horses' clothes, just just like flapping everywhere. They're all over the place. <laughs> and anyway. she she flies over the forest. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's easy to see what he's talking about because, like, there is something like in the middle of the forest. It's way deeper than it. It would be like a good two three days walk. If, you know, you had to walk through it, but when you're going over the top, it's much (laughs) When you're going by dragon. Exactly. And, uh, so, like, they go, and it's like, it's like a tower. It's this big, uh, dark tower. It's made of, like, this just absurdly dark stone. It's not like an enormous tower. It's it, it doesn't like touch the sky. Mm-hmm. So but um it's still it's still uh decently big. And um uh he's uh horse is very excited. He's like bouncing on uh Rose's back. He's very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Rose is just like, please stop bouncing. We are going to fall out of the sky. Uh, he stops bouncing, but only because of the danger. <laughs> He's like, uh, like I, 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 everybody talks about how it's out here, and there's an evil sorcerer, and all kinds of weird magic, and, uh, uh An then, evil what? Uh, there's a crack of lightning. Mmm. <laughs> Okay, there's the crack of lightning, and Rose kind of, uh, uh, 
basically flares her wings out to like pull them like back from their current speed uh and just flaps in place for for a moment and is like Boris Yes Why Because I want to learn magic From an evil dude? I didn't know he was still there. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he not still be okay? (laughs) And then she goes and lands on top of the tower. (laughs) And it's like... If things go wrong, I'm flying away. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> Horace, honey. <laughs> That's I me know. saying that, not Rose. <laughs> I know. He's a disaster. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think there is... Like, from the top of the tower, there is some way into it... And, um... Is it, like, just stares down? Yeah. (laughs) Or is this just gonna, like, kind of poke her head down there and is like, Are you sure? Yes? Are you... (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, I'll protect you. She just kind of gives him a look. (laughs) it's like okay this is a child who knows he is full of bullshit (laughs) does he does he know he's full of bullshit (laughs) rose knows he's full of bullshit (laughs) oh yes he absolutely knows he is full of bullshit but uh he's already sopping wet and he's gonna go learn some goddamn magic (laughs) So I go down the stairs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh I think like it's weirdly empty in that there definitely was someone here who left. But you know how like some places like they leave and they don't take everything cuz yeah. it's cheaper to just buy new shit. Yeah. It's definitely that vibe and like um like various animals have moved in to uh various places but um also uh there's like runes in places and um just like all kinds of interesting magical things if you are an unwise eight-year-old who is determined to learn <laughs> magic. He's gonna touch things he shouldn't touch. Oh, absolutely. Rose and, is uh, more interested in the critters that have moved in and is tracking a bat that is just kind of fluttering between some things close to the ceiling. Like, she's just tracking it with her head. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh he goes Ooh and he touches something. What does he touch? Uh he touches a rune and like Rose can see the flash uh like out of the corner of her eye. And then there is like a ring of runes. Like you know that movie thing where it's like Uh, imagine that, but like it's more like an anime thing where it's like that circle of runes. It goes around the room. Oh god. Uh-huh. Rose's head whips around and she's like, what did you do? No, no, it's fine. I know what it does. Okay. And then I and he blows on it and it changes color. It turns like blue. Uh, like it was green runes and then he blows on it and it turns blue uh, and like it starts to swell and then the entire line turns red all the way around and the floor drops out from beneath them. Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, where where do they land? (laughs) Uh, well, uh, they're falling far farther than it looks like they should. So they're just kind of falling for a while. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, farther (laughs) than it would be healthy for them to let themselves land. (laughs) Rose just kind of like scoots as best she can and grabs him and then flares her wings out. (laughs) And he is just like holding on to whatever part of her is closest. I think what she did is she hooked, like, her forelimbs under his arms, like, his armpits, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, basically hauled, like, got him hauled up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not particularly comfortable. <laughs> um, he is clinging. He is clinging on. And she sort of, like, flaps really, really hard as, this is like, do, do you want to go down or go up? Because my vote is up. Up, please. (laughs) She flaps really, really hard to get them out. Like, back up into the room with the runes. Uh, She cannot fly up the stairs. Yeah. He, like, like, directs her to one of the runes. And he, like, plants his foot against it real hard. And... All of the runes die, and the floor reappears. She, like, very, very carefully, like, holds him so that his feet touch the floor before setting him down after she makes sure it's solid. Uh, he, he also tests the floor before he, like, moves away. <laughs> and then he just kind of falls over sideways. not like he's hurt but just like oh god (laughs) (laughs) Rose lands on the floor and it's just don't touch anything else please he kisses the floor (laughs) (laughs) she's like something might, might teleport you away or like burn you or 
or or hurt you or something or this will happen again and what if i don't catch you and horus please don't touch anything else she's like wheezes i have mud in my mouth <laughs> how <laughs> He kissed the floor. The floor was covered in dust, and he is wet. <laughs> She's just like face palm. It's <laughs> like, let's. Do you want to go down another floor or something? No, no. I, I think, I think I'm ready to go now. Okay. Thank you. I love you, Rose. <laughs> she just kind of like makes a face like eh. <laughs> um and she starts heading up the stairs before him a bat flies uh, like uh, it's a very annoyed bat it's yelling at her <laughs> it's just like squeak 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 <laughs> just aggressive bat squeaks Yep. She's she's just kind of like pulls her head back and like watches it for a second. Then decides it's not worth it and just keeps heading out. <laughs> yeah, she can hear the wet drag of Horace getting up and following her. <laughs> and uh yeah, that, that's that's all I got. <laughs> okay, that's probably end scene. Fair. So, end of the scene is wagers. So the uh, the wagers that I made as the Durgan were uh I will dump the rider unceremoniously into a body of water <laughs> I will scare the rider with an unorthodox maneuver and I will singe the rider's clothing or hair <laughs> I think I did two of those <laughs> yeah uh, mine were, I will steer the dragon over a dangerous landmark, I will kiss the ground after a stomach-turning stunt, I will sustain a minor wound. I got all three of mine. Wait, what wound did you get? Uh, right at the start, like, he scraped up his leg, because she oh, swallowed so fast. Oh, I completely missed that. Okay. So that means we have... Are we supposed to keep the bonds separate, or is it just all together? Uh, I'm gonna keep mine separate. Okay. So, right. so I've got two, and you've got three, so that's five bonds.
for listening. Please consider following us on Twitter at Hope's Hearth Pod and joining our Discord, linked in the description. If you want to support us monetarily, you can find us on Coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash Hope's Hearth Pod. Today's sound effects were provided by Zapsplat. Today's music was Crossing the Divide, Wholesome, and Supernatural by Kevin McLeod. You can find links to his music in the description. Thank you for keeping podcasts supplied with that sweet, sweet, royalty-free music, Mr. McLeod. We love you. Stay safe. No death. Go home and stay home. Bye.